Welcome to Coffee with a Couple Cure, where we share practical tips for your relationship before you finish your first cup. Here's Jay and Lori Pyatt. Welcome, everyone. And today we are going to be talking about the concept of story ruiners. Yeah. So at one point in our past, Lori and I were talking to somebody, and uh, he described how his wife was the story ruiner and um, I have a tendency to exaggerate when I tell stories, mostly for comic effect or for uh, to impact. Them interesting. Yeah, yeah, make it more interesting. And then Lori would come in and correct my comments either mid-story or she would wait until I was done yeah. and she would tell everybody what really happened. And Yeah, it would be like he'd say, there was a hundred... And I'd be like, no, there's 17. <laughs> yeah. And it, in a way it was deflating. In a way it was, it was, uh, I felt like I couldn't be myself. Yeah. Um, but then later I understood because of my history with telling Lori a lot of lies that she felt like when I would exaggerate, when I would embellish a story mm-hmm. that it was lying and it really caused her a lot of anxiety. Right. Before we get into the story ruiner part of it, I want to cover what happened this morning. It was kind of funny. We were having one of our discussions in bed. We've noticed recently that I have really tiny kneecaps. And he said, he reached over and he said, your kneecaps are so small. They're like bottle caps. And he says, mine are like, and then I can't even remember what you said, like I said like mason jar lids, but she said like manhole covers <laughs> or the Captain America shield. And I said, I don't know that they're that big. <laughs> and then she said this huge rock that we saw when we were in Oklahoma. She said, they're that size. <laughs> and then I said, I'm surprised you're able to lay on your back. I'm, I'm actually surprised I'm able to lay next to you. And he said, they're not. I can't remember. I said, I don't think they're quite that big. And, and, and I said, see, <laughs> see how outlandish, how outlandish it can get. Yeah. And then, then what did you say? <laughs> I said something about you were it, it, exaggerating. Yeah, it or, makes it more colorful or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I said, but see, it makes the story more colorful or oh, makes the imagery more colorful. And I'm like, my gosh, dude, pick a side. You know, either you're <laughs> against me exaggerating or you're for it. Anyway, so all that was in good fun, but it made me remember the whole story ruiner thing. So just like Jay said, he, he would, you know, he's a, he's an awesome storyteller. It's one of the things I've always loved about him. Um, people love it too. And yet when we were in our breakdown years, to me, it felt like he wasn't being completely honest or I didn't, I didn't understand the whole concept back then. And so sometimes I would come in, it wasn't all the time. And I, I would try to do it gently. Um, and I would try to do it as least cutting as possible, but still it was, it was, it was creating something in me that I was unsettled about. And so I would um, tell my side of the story and what I had observed. And it never really threw anybody off. They were still completely engaged in whatever story Jay was telling. But then, you know, and so we we kind of discussed it a tiny bit. And then we um, had lunch with a friend of ours, a married couple. And then he gave his take on what that is. So why don't you 
I have no idea you what you're talking about. About the guy, this, the guy who gave us Story Ruiner. You don't remember that? I remember Story Ruiner. I don't remember the whole rest of the You don't remember where it no. came from? Oh, my goodness. Okay. So we were sitting there with... Yeah. Remember them? Okay. I, I know who. I just. Don't oh, okay. So anything. he he was just kind of telling the same thing. He's like, "Yeah, I'll come in and I'll be telling a story, and then my wife will come in with the truth." And I'm like, "Story ruiner." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's how we can refer to this, you know?" And you know, they were they had good fun with it, and I was like, "Okay, so maybe we can get a little, maybe we can get to a different place with this conversation, this kind of um, issue between us." Um, but then looking back on it, Jay is correct that it had to do with the amount of breakdown and the amount of minimizing or stories he had told me about what was really going on in parts of his life. And so I, I guess I wanted to bring this up to let the audience know, the listeners know that if you're listening to your spouse exaggerate in front of other people and it gets under your skin, is it because there has been breakdown before? Is it because they've uh, told stories to you, exaggerated the truth, minimized the truth in the past, um, haven't been completely forthright? If that's the case, then you know, work on those things and, and hopefully we're giving you some tips on this podcast to do so. Um, but anyway, if you're not, you know, if there isn't that history, if, if you don't suspect a, a, a hidden life away from you, then have fun with it. You know, one of you guys is going to be more accurate than the other. One of you guys is going to be more, uh, we'll just make up a word, exaggerative than the other. Um, and just have fun with it, you know? And I mean, if, if there's not a breakdown, then it's probably not getting under your skin very much at all. Um, but anyway, this is just a way you can discuss that issue. Right. And for the person telling the story, there is a place where exaggeration does get to be a little much over time and there is a place for being accurate when when those that accuracy can change the impact that it has on the other person if you find yourself going to a place of minimizing when you're telling the truth mm -hmm. you may be afraid of telling the other person what's really going on for you there may be reasons that are um, you know, you need some additional help. The minimization is pretty much across the board what I see the guys do who have struggled with honesty with their spouse. But when it comes to a fully open, honest, connected marriage, if you don't trust your spouse enough to tell them the truth right off the bat, there's something there you need to start working on. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you may not be living a hidden life. There may just be some fear of telling the truth to your spouse. Mm -hmm. So there's something there to look into. There's, uh, you know, just, just to kind of 
figure it out. Why would I withhold information from my, my spouse? It may be something they have done. It may be something historical mm -hmm. where you have just felt like I can't be fully myself around other people and still be accepted. So mm -hmm. there's a little bit there to explore um, without having it lead to, you mm -hmm. know, the kind of breakdown Lori and I had with, with a hidden life and all of that. It could simply be, you know, we as humans have trust issues. And, and if you're having trust issues with your spouse, that's pretty significant because they should be the person in life, hopefully, that you trust the most. Mm -hmm. Now, I do want to say that I know that there are some people out there, um, possibly the one in the aggressor role that is kind of creating distance between you guys, that will take what Jay just said and said, well, it's her fault that I don't trust her. Um, that's why I acted out in a certain way. I couldn't be honest with her. If you have, if you're the spouse of somebody who's saying that, just be very, very clear. If there's been anything that he could have said that about, and have you changed your ways since then? Mm -hmm. Have you? It, I mean, we all make mistakes. We all, especially early in the relationship, we all figure out, you know what's allowable here, what, what isn't going to fly. Um, and so you might have uh, responded to your spouse in a way that it could appear that that person might not be able to trust you. But if you've changed it, if other people looking in, if your higher power, um, if God were to look in, and go, yeah, but you've changed that. You, for, you know, that was one time out of the last 30 years you guys have been together. Then that person who's telling you, you did that once and now I can't trust you. They're probably using that to excuse their behavior. Um, so just stand in what you know to be true. Stand in that you know you haven't done it. Stand in the fact that you know you've cleaned it up. And then... Also stand in the fact that other people would probably agree with you that this person is using that historical incident to their benefit. And I, I'll dovetail onto the end of that and say, don't do what I did. If you have problems trusting your spouse, legitimate or not, go talk to someone. Mm -hmm. Go to a therapist. Leading a hidden life as a, as a reason... Uh, or as a result of not being able to trust your spouse and thinking, well, I can't trust her, so I'm going to lie to her and I'm going to do all this other crazy stuff that I did, that is not going to work to your benefit ever. Mm -hmm. um, you might have the most legitimate reason in the world for not trusting your spouse, but as soon as you begin living a hidden life or doing other things that are much more destructive to the relationship, and then you want to play that card without going to therapy, without seeking other means of help, you're really going to be shooting yourself in the foot. Mm -hmm. I know that from personal experience, it will not turn out well for you. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, we went a little, little deep from a, from a fun <laughs> a beginning. Topic. We went into something a little bit deeper, but, um, just, you know, have fun with your spouse. That's, you know, trust that they're going to be honest and that they're 
not intentionally trying to ruin your story. They're just trying to be clear about what really happened, even if your story tells a little bit better. Yeah. We'll see you on the next podcast. All right. Y'all take care. Bye. Bye.